Welcome back to Can't Let Go, the NBN podcast where we discuss the news stories and the personal stories from the past few weeks that we can just knock it out of our heads. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Lazaro, and today I've got two returning guests. On my left, I have David Deloso, and on my right, I have Sophia Lowe. Guys, you want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm David. I've been on this before, but I'm excited to do it again. Hi, I'm Sophia. I have also been on this before. I'm also excited. So people who know me might know I'm a big fan of the music of Kanye West. And uh, people who oh know God, me... Oh, God, what did you do now? Actually, n- not nothing controversial. People who know me might also know that I was very excited for Kanye West's Sunday service performance at Coachella. But what I didn't expect to happen a few hours before that was that Kid Cudi would bring Kanye West out to perform some songs, like, during his main stage performance, like, the night before. So I woke up that morning very excited to see Kanye perform Sunday Service, because there's been a lot of build-up to that. And then the first, like, article I see is that Kid Cudi brought him out the night before. And I was really, really mad because, as a Kanye stan, I missed missed a performance, and it was good. He performed some, some of my favorite songs, and... I just think that's the kind of thing that uh, I really needed to be more dedicated about, um, and I would have liked to experience that via live stream, not via news article. So I was kind of sad that that's how that happened. I have no thoughts on this because I really do not care about Kanye West, like, at all. Same here. You know, I can talk a lot about him as a person and how I disagree with a lot of things he's done, which should be kind of, which should be, you know, kind of a given, but, um... You know, musically, he he is he's definitely up there. I mean, he might. I would be. I would go as far as to say he is my favorite musical artist, like of all time. So really, he's yeah, your I, number one musical artist. Yes, I think hmm. he his albums have changed the game in ways that, like, you know, it's very hard to cram into the sh- into the span of this like short podcast. But I could talk for a very long time. So my new story is um, in a di- bit of a different vein. So as I've mentioned on this show before. I'm a big fan of podcasts, which I'm sure you are all aware. One of the podcasts I listen to frequently because I, you know, I follow it. It's a great show. Is Reply All from Gimlet Media, which is basically like a show about the internet, technology, that sort of thing. And they had an episode come out called Adam Pisces and the $2 Coke. And basically the premise was that apparently at like random Domino's, like the pizza place, Domino's is across America. They'll randomly like once a week or something get, like, an order pop-up in their system from a guy called Adam Pisces, and all he orders is a $2.20 ounce Coke for, like, pick-up in the store. But then he, but then this Adam Pisces never comes to pick up the Coke. So the whole episode was, like, basically, what the fuck? Like, why is this happening? Is it, like, a glitch? Is it, like, system testing? We don't know. So then the Reply All people, who are great, spent, like, 45 minutes digging into this mystery. I encourage anyone to go listen to this on their own, but basically the the conclusion was that there were a few theories floated. Um, theory one was that this was people, like, using Domino's online ordering as, like, a test for stolen credit card numbers, but then that theory ended up getting shot down to do some other stuff that happened. The, the theory that ended up, like, being the one people thought was most likely was that there had been some sort of Domino's ordering, like, online ordering account, whatever, breach, and these people were, like, testing the Domino's system for vulnerabilities, so in the future they could maybe steal like, Domino's credit card data or something. We don't know. 
But the reason they, the guys concluded that was because at the end of the episode, they, like, got a statement from Domino's corporate, finally, after, like, trying to talk to people there for forever, which basically, like, we are aware of the Adam Pisces incidents. Our safety security team has been monitoring it. It's been going on for several years. Our security team has been monitoring them closely. That was, like, all it said, which is, like, wow. That, for some reason, reminds me of the meme where, like, a guy ordered, um, on, like, a pizza online, and his order was no meat, left beef. No, there's, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no, 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 a non-pizza with left, left beef, beef. Yes, and it's, yes. like, it was just, like, a crust, and it had, <laughs> had beef on the left side. But, uh, but it was, like, a bad beef job, right? Because, I, I mean, I haven't seen the image for a few years. It wasn't the beef, like, not very left. It was, like, mostly left. There were a few right beefs. I mean, well, it depends on how you position it, because, uh, well, you I, know. I suppose. I mean, the, they're, they're normally put in the beef in the sauce so it's easier to, to get it to stick the real mystery is why would you go to Domino's yeah, Domino's is fine well, Domino's is fine I'm from New Jersey I have that pizza place I like okay yes uh, yes the rural part of New Jersey <laughs> five minutes outside of Trenton this is a side note hey. here but a while ago Sophia was like yeah I'm from the country guys and then we were like oh really no. where and she's like oh yeah I'm from this town in New Jersey and Philadelphia collapsed it's literally like a five minute drive from Trenton hey, and like a 30 minute minutes. train ride from Philadelphia yeah. <laughs> okay I just read the like country. cities I don't think I ne- ever said that country did I'm I pretty sure you said. Maybe. You said I was rural. Rural. also a rural area of New Jersey okay. by a cow yeah. who lives mm-hmm. by closer to New York. As someone who's actually from a rural area and had to live with the pizza options available to me, Domino's was one of the only palatable places, like pizza places. There was like one local place that was pretty good, but then they left because the town is so garbage. So, Sucks. You know, no offense to the the you know to my people back home, but like. You don't have you don't have the best pizza. We had Domino's. But yeah, my new story is Avengers Endgame happened and Game of Thrones, the Battle of Winterfell is gonna happen. I'm very excited. There was a Vox article about this, like this is the best time for like geekdom or whatever. <laughs> I don't really have anything else because all I've been doing is reading articles about Endgame and the Battle of Winterfell. I missed a lot of poll questions in my philosophy class because I was too busy reading fan theories, so yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. You said Vox wrote an article about why this is the best time for geekdom. Explain to me why Endgame plus Game of Thrones is the best time for geekdom. Basically, this is the peak for both of the series. Like, this is kind of the finale of the MCU, at least this chapter. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, they fight Thanos... They have to get all of their friends who are dusted away. Everything's very. They have to like stakes. collect the five artifacts, six, put them in six the stones, six put stones. them in the, put the, like the six rocks, put them in the, <laughs> the, the glove, six, the six MacGuffins. Do the snap, you know? I, I, yeah, it's a basic plot, right? I'm sure there's a lot of. And then it's also sort of like this pinnacle for Game of Thrones too, with the Battle of Winterfell. A bunch of people are gonna die. The Night King is coming. It's sort of the end. Like this is the climax. So the article was saying, like, so many people are into these things right now because they're such high stakes, and it's kind of similar to, like, now all of this doomsday stuff, like climate change, we're all going to die, and that kind of well, thing. Well, that is true. We are all going to die. I mean, that was true anyway, but now it's just going to be worse. So that's kind of a sad note to end on. So I will ask you, ask, I'll pull the room, if you will, this. If this is the peakdom for geekdom, are we going to have a decline of, like, quote-unquote, geeky popular media after Mm. this? Is this the end of the superhero blockbuster? I don't think the MCU or Game of Thrones is done, because the MCU is just going to be another chapter. True, but will people get tired of it, People will start to get... This is the point where people start to get tired of it. My thing is, like, as someone who has been into comics for a very long time, whenever a movie would come out when I was younger, 
I like I would always like expect it to be this like crazy like comic book shit, and then it never was. But like now they're finally getting to the point where like. I watch these movies and it's like this is exactly what I wanted out of a comic book movie for for like you know for the longest time. Now it's time for our personal stories. David, once again, we're presenting a theme here. You would like to go first, so yes. David, what was the personal defining moment of your life this week? Well, this has actually been unfolding over the last like quarter. Ish. Those of you who know me might know that since like the middle of winter quarter, I have been a declared international studies major. Whoa. Which I declared having taken no classes. Pretty much the only reason I want I I did it is because I'm like, wow, this is a major that fits into my like Medill like credits chart pretty nicely. I signed up for two international studies classes, which were both in like the poli sci department. One of which was introduction to international relations. Uh, which was a 200-level class, and uh, one of which was U.S. Foreign Policy, which is a 300-level class. Side note, the only poli-sci class that I had taken before was, like, like a really easy 200-level. But first week of class, I got into a computer science class that I had been trying to get off the waitlist for, so I dropped international relations in favor of that. So as time went on, I realized, wow, this 300-level poli-sci class is difficult, and it is way beyond what I can do, and this is a lot of reading. So I finally, like a, a week or two ago, I dropped it, and now I'm taking three classes, which is not what I wanted, but it's so nice for now. Ah, uh, so you've discovered the danger of the, oh, I've the, three, it, of the yes. three class <laughs> strategy. And now that I am most likely not going forward with this whole international studies thing, maybe I'll actually take classes that I want to take, and not classes that I think would fit neatly on a chart. So my personal story um, involves going outside. To go back in time to last weekend when it was beautiful and sunny, but I recently bought a bike. And, you know, I've been biking places. And one of my, like, Chicago warm weather things that I love to do is I love to bike on the lakefront trail. And I've had a Divi membership for a while, so I used to do this with Divi, which kind of sucks. You have to, like, dock the bike. It's, like, you know, a whole hassle. And last Sunday, when it was 70 degrees and sunny, beautiful out, I was like, this is the time to do it. So I got up at... 10 a.m. I didn't shower. I just hopped on my bike. I biked all the way from Evanston to Navy Pier. There's a little park there by the Jardine Water Filtration Plant, which is a nice view. Hung out there for 20 minutes. Biked all the way back to Evanston. Then I went to Edzo's and had a hamburger for lunch because I deserved it after biking a 30-mile round trip. But yeah. it was worth it. And honestly, I recommend everybody bikes the Lakefront Trail. But 10 a.m. is too early. Yeah, but I mean, I had MBM meetings, so I wanted to be professional. I was still late to photo and video, though, because I thought I should take a shower, which was probably a good oh, decision. that's why you were late. Yeah, yes. that's, that's why I was late. I was showering. Um, I brought a very nice bike to campus, um, and, like, I had it, like, outfitted with, like, a with like, a basket and all sorts of, like, cool stuff. And then the first day of classes, fall quarter, it was stolen, and I never saw it again. Did you V-lock? I had a... I had, I, see, I had a twisty lock. Yeah, see, that's the negative. Lock. Apparently some types of the, the, the thinnest like twisty locks first of all twisty locks are garbage give yeah. you a lock second of all the thinnest twisty locks can be apparently cut with nail clippers if you know what you're doing for real yeah really like, that makes sense good to I mean, know it's too late now yeah. I don't have a bike you should like achieve your revenge by buying a bike no I don't wanna I miss my bike <laughs> I miss my bike sad boy hours with DJM Deloso my personal story is about food wow Yes. This is this is on brand for you, especially because you want a snack right now. Is it this is on for brand you? for me. I found a new favorite place on campus. It's North Campus, so it's kind of far away, which is sad. But it's this um, bakery. Do you guys know Patisserie Coralie? It's I in do. Evanston. Oh, it's I do. Wonderful. They're yes. great. There's a Cafe Coralie in Panko. 
and they take dining dollars, which is amazing. So now I can get like French bakeries and pastries for zero real dollars. My, my one comment is this makes me feel really old because when I was a freshman, that was the Panko Einsteins. Yeah. And it was like an institution. When I went to Hong Kong, it was still bagels. When I came back, it was like a French bakery, which is different. Yeah, and I was just like it's sad. better. I oh, got a yeah. Luigi Rose tart. I'd rather get that than a bagel. That does sound very good. It yeah. just makes me feel old, you know? Also, David cut his bagel one time St. Louis style and I Boo! Oh, yeah. Can, I explain? can, I, can I explain no. this? Boo! No. no, we are all no. aware of the travesty that is quote unquote St. Louis style of bagels. Let's just take a bagel, which is the the benefit of a bagel is you slice it, you know, horizontally, and you can have a nice widespread area. And just cut it into lots of little pieces. Okay, okay, okay. So one, I've never seen anyone in St. Louis slice a bagel that way, and I've talked to several people who live who are from St. Louis, and no one's ever seen anyone do it like that. Then why are you defending St. Louis stuff? Because I tried it and it was really no, nice. No, but you can't make it into a sandwich. Like, what if you want? Yes, like, you can. In it? What if okay, you want? No, no. What if you want like because a breakfast sandwich? You don't cut. Okay, the way I did it, I didn't cut all the way through. So, like, the two, there were two in ha- intact halves that had slices on the top, so you could put things in those crevices as well as... This is just more, more complicated. Just cut the fucking thing lengthwise. You can add more cream cheese, more whatever. That ruins the ratio. You don't need to stuff your bagel with that much cream cheese. That's going to wrap things up for this week. This and all of our MBM podcasts can be found on the iTunes Store and on the Google Play Store and on Spotify, which, you know, go subscribe to all of them, blah, 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 notification. Our show's theme is Little Lily Swing by Tritacan, which we use under a Creative Commons attribution license. I'm your host, Jacob Lazaro. I'm David Beloso. And I'm Sophia Lowe. This is MBM Octopus. Her entire news story is I loved America's <laughs> <laughs> It's not her news story.